With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Pittsburgh Post Game Show. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We're celebrating the Pittsburgh Steelers' 28-21 win over the Houston Texans in week three at Heinz Field. It was a come-from-behind victory. It was a great one. Some might say it was a little inconceivable at times, but here we are. We're giving out grades, going through the box score, going through the brush. If you listen to part one, you know the drill by now. Let's go to the defensive side of the football. Now, this was in the second half when the defense really stood tall, and they actually started to make some plays, getting after the quarterback. Mike Hilton led the team with tackles in eight, one tackle for loss and one pass defense. Minka Fitzpatrick had five. TJ Watt, four tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, four quarterback hits. Terrell Edmonds had four tackles. Stefan Tuitt, he finally wakes up, four tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and four quarterback hits. Devin Bush gets credited with half a sack. I don't remember that play. Ah, with a, they're giving at, it to Bush, where what, other places are giving it to Watt. It was that one sack that was partial. It was Bush hit him, then Watt hit him. Or sorry, Bush hit him, then Dupree hit him, then Watt hit him. Other places are giving it to Watt and Dupree. So they have okay. Watt with one and a half. Okay. So it all comes down to how they're going to do that. Got it. So we'll see. That, that might change. Yeah. Vince Williams, two tackles for losses, a sack. Um, quarterback hit. Bud Dupree, had, they have him as a, a sack and a half and yeah. two quarterback hits. Uh, it was a pretty good defensive from the front seven standpoint. I thought it was a pretty good game, but let's talk about the the secondary for a little bit too. Uh, Deshaun Watson goes 19 for 27, 264 almost. I would say a vast majority of that was in the first half. He throws for two touchdowns, does get picked off once. That was Mike Hilton with the interception, was sacked five times. And like I said at the beginning of the show, the Steelers had 12 quarterback hits. Guys, let's talk about the, the rush defense. They allowed 29 yards on 15 carries. For a 1.9 average, they did give up a touchdown to David Johnson. But guys, let's talk about the rush defense and the front seven, the pass rush first. Brian, what grade are you giving that? Valedictorian, magna cum laude, magnum PI, the greatest of all time at this point. I mean, that's gone a little too far. But really, they are going to be number one with a bullet once again for the rush defense. I mean, they have not... They've not allowed 50 yards rushing this season, have they? Cumulative they have, of course, but in a game. Yeah, I thought they did. Yeah. Did they give um, up 60 to Denver or not? Oh, I thought and, I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon had 70 had over 70 rushing. Yeah, I thought they gave up more than that to Denver. Yeah. Well, they still are going to be the number one with a bullet, the number yeah. one rushing defense. Absolutely. And they're just absolutely fantastic. And look at the guys that they've played. Saquon Barkley. Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, all either all pros or pro bowlers, three good running backs that they've shut down. The way this game started when David Johnson on second down had what an eight yard run, seven or eight yard run. I'm like, oh, five. 
five. Okay, it was five. But yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this guy's this guy's pretty good. So, okay, eight, five. No, I'm, the only reason I yeah. know that is because he had a, his long was five on the day. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what? I they're facing good running backs. They're not facing the little sisters of the poor and the uh, and the slow kid that uh, is. They're not. It's not a third stringer coming in there. They're facing superstars and they're knocking them around and they can't run them. When Dave put in our Slack channel, by the way, we have the Slack channel that we talk during games. I probably talked the least on it, but we go back and forth in the middle of games and it's fantastic. All of BTSC, as far as the contributors are doing this, and it's a lot of fun. And when Dave put this on there, that why are they even running? Why, why are they even trying to run? That was beyond my comprehension as well. But the reason that they did that they were still trying to run a little bit because they, one, they underestimated what they can do against that team. And they knew that the, uh, the secondary was starting to clamp down, but you saw me earlier when you said his name and I did this. Vinny Vidi Vici. I'm putting the finger V's. If you're listening at home against the run and even pass rushing, he is having a fantastic start of the season as well. That is a guy that you need to be healthy. You need Tyson Alualu to be healthy as well. You've got guys that aren't the biggest names that are contributing on that front seven, and it is a beautiful front seven. Celebrate these guys. What about you, Dave? Front seven, run defense. What'd you think? Oh, the run defense was fantastic. I mean, it really was. When Deshaun Watson took off one time, got five yards. Okay. Didn't otherwise. Now, I'm going to bring this up. I would not be shocked if the Steelers' sack numbers drop from five to four after they redo everything because the one sack that Bud Dupree got was it was borderline whether or not Watson, it looked like he got back at least to the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard downfield. They called it second and 10, so it went down as a sack. That could change to a one yard rush, which would once again actually help their rushing totals, but it would make them lose a sack. Either way, it was a great play. So lo- I, I love what they're what they're doing. When you take that aspect away from another team and make them only able to do one thing, the problem is you need to be able to take advantage of the other thing. Yeah. Well, as Nick Hancock puts it, and he puts two dollars in the tip jar. He said that the uh, Texans' rushing offense was butt. So, <laughs> yes, they were not good. But you have to ask yourself: well, is is yeah. it is, <laughs> for those listening in audio? That's that's exactly what he said. That's not me interpreting what he said. You have to ask yourself: Was it the Texans' offense that was butt, or was it the defense that caused their <laughs> offense to be butt? Like, these are the tough questions that have to be answered. And I think it was a mixture of both. I don't think that the Texans offensive front is overpowering dominant or anything like that, but the Steelers pass their rush defense is really good. Okay. There's not many teams that are going to even sniff a hundred yards total on the Steelers this year. There are some, one of them resides in the division, but actually maybe two in the division, to be honest with you, Cleveland and Baltimore. But at the same time, the Steelers defense caused them to look like, butt, in my opinion, Brian, you want to say something he talked about butts. I'm sure you want to chime in. Yeah, one, because earlier they're playing fantastic rushers, and David Johnson's having a very good year. He looked good on that touchdown as well, too. Let me say this, though. We gave we give out game balls. We're giving out grades. If I'm giving a game ball so far to the live chat, 
I'm giving one to Nick so far for just <laughs> but in, so, so in far, a super chat, not just saying but he did it. He, you know, wow. he he paid yeah. for but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. see if you can talk. You got a top Nick now, live chat. Top he made now. he made the comment and I saw it. And someone was in mid sense. I was gonna throw it up on the screen, but I knew it would definitely make someone discombobulated. And then he threw it in the live chat and the super chat. I'm like, I gotta put it up on the screen now. Just like Ron Reed puts three dollars in the uh tip jar and says the streak is over, gentlemen. Yes, indeed, it is. The streak is over. We're gonna talk about that here shortly, but let's get through this defense and talk about the secondary. If there was a, can what's I up, say Dave? one other thing about the run. That that touchdown run, that was pretty much on Alex Highsmith, wasn't it? Why that looked so easy. He had yeah. come into the game for Dupree, and he got he completely didn't set the edge at all. He got yeah. completely crushed down inside. I felt so, like he almost it looked like it was almost willingness to go inside. Like he was trying yeah. to go inside as if he thought he had help on the outside. Really weird. Definitely, I'll chalk that up to a rookie. You're right. Yeah, I think that was on Highsmith. So let's talk about the pass defense or the secondary, which continues to be if there's going to be a weakness on the defense it's it's there you think about last year everyone said the secondary is awesome it's the it's a rush defense they couldn't stop the run at times now it seems to be completely flip-flopped steven nelson has technically given up three touchdowns in three games i don't think he gave up three all of last season um i read off watson's numbers but i'll read them again 19 of 27 264 uh 9.8 average two touchdowns one pick and a lot of that was in the first half i mean i think he threw for over 200 yards in the first half he did um and so what are you guys thought on the secondary because yeah there, there's no defense is going to be perfect and maybe this is just the achilles heel of the steelers but is this going to come back and bite them brian i keep on saying no that they're going to get it together and they're definitely right now they're the achilles but we saw what they did last year we saw how they came together and I'm thinking that uh, as this game wore on, I had a little more confidence in them in this game because one, there was a coverage sack. There were there were chances. There were times when Deshaun Watson did not have a place to go. So we can go ahead. We this is what we do as fans. We point fingers, and we're definitely going to point fingers as at the defensive backs. I'm not pointing a finger at Terrell Edmonds. My buddy who was sitting next to me uh, right away goes, and we, he looks, then he stopped. He goes, okay, you know, that wasn't his fault there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it really wasn't. We're, we're quick to say, oh, they, he's the guy. But you know what? They really, I think they got better as that game went on. I think it's going to, it's not going to be as bad. I'm not worried about Nelson. I know he's given up three. Um, but this team is still, these guys are still who they were last year. And the one guy that I want to bring up that we throw him in that mix because he's a part of that secondary, but Mike Hilton has been good this year and he had that key interception this year as well. So I'm, I'm not going to, uh, completely, you know, say it's over yet because it's not. Hilton did get burned for a touchdown. That yes, way. he did. Yeah, that was, that, he looked real bad on that touchdown. first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. But. And who was it? Who was it in the in the thing that's in the in the Slack chat that said, um, "Who's going to find a way to blame Edwin's on that one?" Was that? Uh, yeah, I think it was Shannon. I think yeah, it was Shannon. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, the secondary. You just got to look at the second half. I mean, they had 
less than 60 yards passing in the second half. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not sure how many pass attempts they had in the second half. I'd have to go down and break it down half by half and, 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 and look at those numbers individually, but it just, it, it seemed like they corrected that they did some corrections. I think, I think we should, we might have to see something from Jeffrey this week in a film room that, that looks at what they did in the second half versus the first half uh, might be in the works for us because it seemed like, like a completely set, different secondary in that second half. But the big thing is, I don't want to say the wrong number, so I got it here. You know what really helps? How about nine seconds shy of 37 minutes in the time of possession to 2309? 3651 to 2309. That that's just doing the work for your defense right there. And especially the second half, it felt like the Texans barely had the ball. Yeah. I mean, the time of possession is a good is a good point. It just it all comes back to the confusing aspect that the Texans still try to run the ball late in the game. You know, when you're looking at they're still trying to establish the run for some reason, and they haven't been able to do that the entire game. You think this would have been a game where they say, look, Deshaun, you're going to have to win it for us, throw the rock. We had success in the first half doing that. We're going to try to do it again. Kudos to Keith Butler and the defensive coaching staff, including Mike Tomlin, including all those coaches um, for making the adjustments. Go ahead, Dave. What's that say? No, that's just say Sean Manahan said that he looked it up and said that they, that they passed nine times in the second half. Now they dropped back more than that because – there was a few sacks. Yeah. But uh, wow, nine nine passes in the second half. Crazy. Snowman puts $5 in the tip jar. Says there's over 300 people in the live chat. Thumbs up. We appreciate it. If you want to, give us a like. Give us a comment on the – let us know what your thoughts were. We appreciate all the love from the live chat, as always, live here on YouTube. If you don't know, if you're listening in audio, you can find us on YouTube by searching BTSC Steelers Radio. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss a thing. We appreciate all of the love for sure. All right, uh, Dave, you have the team stats in front of you. I wanted to go over a couple of those. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the the most basic ones, yeah. What do you well, want? Well, so penalized, right? Two times, that's it? Two for 14. This is coming off a, of a week last week where they were penalized 10 times for 89, I believe. So this a much cleaner game. you remember what game. they were? What, two? You remember two what penalties? the two penalties were? Alejandro Villanueva got called for a legal man downfield. Yep, that was one. And, and I, then, I couldn't remember the other one. That's and it was an remember. intentional grounding call. Oh, the intentional grounding, yes. That's yeah. correct. Ooh. So, which my, I was waiting for sharp. that flag. I was waiting sharp. for that flag. I'm like, that one was kind of obvious. There was no one near it. <laughs> no, because no, because he was trying to get me. He was looking. You could see one of throwing McDonald. There was no one in the end zone. If McDonald just would have floated into the end zone, Ben had him easy. Yeah. But McDonald stood right there. So then he threw it out and with no one even in the end zone. That's what I meant. There was no one near the ball. Yeah. So that, that was yeah. a pretty easy call. Um, also, what about the red zone numbers? Do you have those? Uh, I do not have them. Right, right here. Let me let me bring these up. Hold because on. Because that's not on the one that I have right now. You normally have this stuff. It's okay. It's all right. I got it. I got it here. Uh, yeah. Red zone. The Steelers finished two for five. Well, that's a stinker. Well, once again, just like last week. You finished the game in the yeah, red zone. They kneel down in the, at the technical count. You're right. You're right. They still still counts as it. But guys, let's celebrate. Can we just nice round of applause? The streak is over. Yes. We talked about it a lot. It's over. Guys, it's over. Yes. I predicted it. I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I just did. I predicted that the streak would end, and it and it did. I, I'm super excited that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Maybe they could start a new streak of not turning the ball over, but they also come away. Winning the turnover takeaway ratio, obviously, or the uh, 
the difference by their one interception. Brian, you didn't see the streak ending. What do you think was the biggest contributor? And don't just say, well, they didn't turn it over. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I actually thought that they were going to end the streak, but I just stopped talking about it because for the last probably seven or eight games, I, I kept on saying the streak's ending this week. So I stopped and then they ended the streak. So that's the really what I can say. But they, I just feel like there was a lot more discipline holding onto the ball. I think that the rust is being shaken off of this team. I really think this offense is coming together. So that's really what I'm looking at. No, they tried to, they tried to uh, extend the staple tried. And uh, where uh, Jeff hates that role, and I agree with him, I call it the Xavier Grimble role. Where uh, that ruined the Denver game last year. I hate when you're going down there, and if you fumble outside of the end zone, you turn it over. I I absolutely think that's one of the worst rules ever. Um, but I, I just thought there was a whole lot more discipline. I think this this is a three and O team that did not look good going three and O, and they're starting to like I said, they're starting to gel, and that makes them dangerous, and that makes them better with holding onto the ball as well. So I really think that uh, I've said it all along. This is a special team. I think the preseason is over now going into week four. It's over boys. Looking at the other stats here. uh, The Steelers also went uh, eight for 18 on third down. Mm -hmm. That's not the best. Um, Obviously, well, it's less than 500 and, but they went two for two on fourth down. So when they did gamble, they actually were rewarded with a first down there and, and some really good creative plays. I thought on fourth down to uh, a lot of them were by the past, but my gosh, guys, I mean, the Watt bowl's over with, let's talk about this for a second. And I know that TJ Watt was interviewed after the game and said, he's glad it's over. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't like the publicity. He probably understands his stardom in the NFL, but at the same time, he ended, he's like, he he was mic'd up for this game, I guess. He goes, I, I hated it. You're going to find out I'm not <laughs> I'm not fun to mic up because I don't talk. He just goes about his business. But guys, JJ Watt, like, where was JJ Watt? Like, he didn't even make an impact. He made one tackle on Connor. That if he didn't make the tackle on third down, Connor's probably still running. Other than that, did he make any impact on this game, Dave? Yeah, it's just that that one play where where Connor was able to shake free. That was that was on a on a short yardage play, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he was still able to go forward. No, he didn't. I don't know if they were. I'd have to go back and specifically watch him to see if if they were putting two guys on him or whatnot. They but didn't give Chooks a lot of help, from I what thought, I remember. I mean, yeah. I all I know was that that I wasn't really watching Chooks and the Castro like I was last, like the right side yeah. last week, because I felt like they were getting the getting the job done. So that's that's kudos to them, Jeff. I've I've got an interesting number for you. Sure. Um, how about eight Steelers had eight points off of turnovers today. They yep. have scored points off of every turnover this year. They're wow. up to 27 points really? on five turnovers because they, they missed it. It's funny that they're, they're not back up to 27. It was 19 going into the game because they had missed the extra point. Um, and we yeah. was off of a turnover, but they got a two point conversion back now. So there they go. So three touchdowns and two field goals off of the turnovers they got this year. That's a good stat. I like that. That will be in the analyzing the numbers. There you go. Make sure you check that out tomorrow morning on behind the steel curtain.com. Let's do some game balls here, guys. Let's do some game balls. You're the coach. Um, you got two game balls in your hands. You got one for the offense, one for the defense. You got to give one to one player. 
on each side. Brian, we're going to go just offense first. Who are you giving it to the offense? Go ahead. Your game ball goes to. On offense, uh, one of the guys I was going to give it to, uh, I'm going to let you guys do it. I've already said that I'm going to give it to Chooks. Chooks gets my game ball. Fantastic. You know, I've said it all, all along about Chooks Sakura 4. This guy's a winner. And I've said it that this guy is my pick. And you guys <laughs> doubted it. But 76. <laughs> and you realize 1983. In 1983, a young Brian Anthony Davis, when he first played football, wore number 76. And I think he got the magic from bad. So <laughs> bad did. magic, Chooks, I'm with you. Always been, baby. That that was my high school number. So I've always been big on All right. So he gives it to Chuck Wuma, a core four, a Chuk Wuma, however you say it. Dave, who's your offensive game ball going to? Oh, I'm glad he picked one of the two I was looking for. So I will take the other one. I'm going Eric Ebron. I thought that he like did it. a nice job there, you know, stepped up five receptions, got his first touchdown. That was a nice one. I still think a flag should have been thrown on that play, but he caught it so it didn't matter. So uh, great job with Ebron, starting to see him come into his own a little bit. And honestly, it was nice to see to to, to see Vanimal get in there a little bit too. That's so right. Tight ends in general, but I'm going specifically Ebron. I'm going to give mine to James Conner. I mean, I'm Thank sorry, you. but this guy – Everyone loves him. Uh, they always say the same thing. I love James Conner, but I love James Conner, but you know, and I love James Conner, but boy, he's injured. He's hurt all the time. I loved this guy has been through the ringer from a, you know, physical health standpoint, both with injuries in the NFL. And we know the cancer diagnosis and all that stuff, but boy, did he have a great performance. And right when everyone's ready to write him off, you know, week one, he hurts his ankle. Probably wasn't that bad, but Benny Snell was running well. So they let him sit and everyone's saying Snell's the guy Snell's the guy. He, keeps his head down, keeps plugging away over a hundred yards today. Nice touchdown. I would have liked to see him score again. I really wanted the Steelers to score again, to get over 30 points for the first time since 2018. I predicted that I predicted 31. I was close, but still uh, I'm going to give my offensive game ball to James Connors. So let's go to defense. Now, Brian, who's your defensive game ball going to? Well, people are disagreeing with me in the uh, live chat. But Mike Hilton gets my game ball for that interception. That interception was huge. He also uh, had that big tackle behind the lines as well. Mikey H, stay at Hilton, 28. All right, Dave, what about you? Uh, I'm going to leave another obvious one for you. I'm going to take Vince Williams. I thought oh, that's who I was going to take. Okay, you all right. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I was <laughs> you a better one. Okay, okay. I would have left that one for you if I'd have known. So, um, so yeah, Vince, Vince, I mean, no, no, no. I'm changing mine. I'm giving No, you, you already said it. You no, no, it's out there. It's out there. I just thought I just thought he did a nice job uh with everything. He he just kind of seemed to be everywhere, even when he was the poor guy, you know, running running after uh um a wide receiver in pass coverage. To me, I don't think that's his fault. That's that's the Steelers not having the right call in there to have him in that situation. But um when he's actually doing what he's supposed to do, I thought he did fantastic. All right. Yeah, I agree with Vince, but I'll go with TJ Watt. And it's my, it might be obvious. You know, I always write it in the winners and losers column because I could probably just keep his name just stapled in there every single time. But you think about the pressure in this game. You think about the Watt bulk being compared to your brother. This isn't like Derek. Okay. Derek's a fullback. He's an offensive player. This is totally different. This is TJ Watt and JJ Watt, both being defenders and you're playing against your brother. And all you want to do is outperform him. And I said it on the Steelers preview and I'll say it again. As someone that is a little brother, and I have a brother that's three older, three years older than me, whenever we competed against one another, and it was rare, 
I don't even care if it was intramural football in college when he was a senior and I was a freshman, that game meant more than anything else. And I wanted to beat him so much more. I, like We're super competitive still, whether it's on the golf course, playing cards, doesn't matter. And for him to put up four tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, he definitely outperformed his brother JJ for this week. So giving it to TJ Watt. He was under the microscope and he performed well. Dave, what are the stat totals now for the team and individual? I know that TJ Watt, because I think Chase Young, he got hurt, I think, and left the Washington game. So yes, I think did. his stack is going to just extend his lead. I didn't see anyone else go off. Um, but team stats, that you had five. How many do they have now, the Steelers? If they if if all five end up being yeah. staying as sacks, then the Steelers will have 15 for the season. Jeez. which has them averaging five. <laughs> so if you're ever, I mean, I, I already look at it. The Steelers, if the Steelers get four sacks a game, they go over 60, you know? So right now they're averaging five. So they got to yeah. keep that up and keep rolling. And uh, so that would put, put TJ, if this is one and a half sacks, like, like uh, Yahoo has not like ESPN has that then puts TJ at four. Yeah. And the offense scores 28 points, which is a tick above their 26 average. They had scored 26. I, I've said it before. It, it, you think about the points that were left on the board. It, the offense can still do better. This offense, when I looked at the numbers leading up into this game, you know they were kind of middle of the road. And, but they're still averaging almost 30 points a game throughout two weeks. I mean, yeah, 26 is not 30. I get that. And we're talking averages, but it's still a very small sample size. They moved that up to a little bit higher than 26 now. Uh, with 28 points, but my goodness, I, Brian, there's not much to complain about. Am I right? No, there's not much to complain about. And I want to go ahead and elaborate on what you're saying. They knelt on the ball with two minutes left in the game because mm -hmm. they were able to, that's really, that's seven points right there. So that could have been 35 today. They knelt on the ball last week when they were really close, they could have taken it in last week. James Conner could have had another score last week. So James two touchdowns that never happened because they didn't happen, but they very well could have in the waiting moments of those games. So when you're kneeling instead of scoring, that's fine. No one's going to count them in the stats, but in your head, you know that they basically went 30 two weeks in a row. Well, let's, let's finish the show this way. Heading into week four, Tennessee Titans on the road. Guys, where's one area of this team that you feel like really needs to not just step up, but they really need to see this area improve. It could be a player. Even you can be as specific or as, uh, you know, broad as you want in this final segment. Dave, we'll start with you. What do you want to see improve for the Steelers moving forward? I want to see that, that pass defense improve just because it's, it's taking years off my life every time because it seems like you, Oh, Third and 12, it doesn't matter. They could this, you know, normally you think of, hey, you got them third and long. You're they, they really can't do much against you. Not right now. This that, that's just not how I feel. I know things were much better in the second half in their in in Houston's limited possessions that they had in the second half, but still it's I'd really like to to be able to breathe easier about that. Brian, what about you? What's one area you want to see improve? You know, I would agree with the secondary, but let's get Ben a little more crisp. I love what Ben's okay. doing. Let's get him just 
little so, more like, crisp, be, little be more specific here. I get very defensive about Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, you're criticizing a guy that's how many he's thrown, what, seven touchdowns and only one pick this year? Like, what else you know do you what? want? I'm not criticizing him. I'm saying I just want to see him be even more Ben. But like what? There's some balls that were thrown behind receivers. Okay, so you want to the see more ball, accuracy. I want to see the deep ball okay. a little more uh, on the mark. Anyone that it says was, I hate Ben Roethlisberger needs to remember this conversation, right? I'm sticking up for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known you to hate Ben Roethlisberger. I, I never have. That was what someone said in the live chat once. I'm like the biggest Ben Roethlisberger fan ever. Like I only own his jersey and a couple others, but still, um, the ones I wear. So, okay. And, and I'm not hating on him either. I'm just saying that, hey, you. I don't think they need too much improvement. The secondary is the obvious choice. Dave picked it. I love what Ben's doing. But I want those deep, maybe those deep balls. I get it. All right. They could just put the put it on their throats. That's right. Lights out. I want to see going into week four, I want to see a, a, a return touchdown. Ray Ray McLeod just looks like he's so close. Every single game, it looks like there's just whether he was back there returning punts when Deontay Johnson left with a concussion. I didn't think he looked bad. I didn't think he looked out of place. He looks like a big play waiting to happen. I'd love to see a kickoff return for a touchdown. Could not tell you the last time the Steelers had one because with the new touchback rules, do you know, Dave? Yeah, it was against the Cleveland Browns. It was Juju Smith-Schuster. That That's was in right. 2018. Wow. Is that his rookie right? year, wasn't it? 17. I thought it was his rookie year, huh? 17. 17. Oh, 17? That was in week 17, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then shoot before that, it might've been Antonio Brown in Tennessee on the reverse. His first time touching the ball in the NFL scores a touchdown on the uh, kickoff return. If y'all remember that, but I don't know if there was one in between. All right, guys. Good show. Good show. So let's uh, wrap it up. Final thoughts, Brian, go ahead. This team is three and oh, they're going to play the, the Tennessee Titans, another three and team. That is a five-star matchup, not because the Titans are in it, because but because we're in it. James Ferrier, I attributed that to you. This is going to be a great game. Go Steelers. I love what this team is doing. It's a special year, boys. Dave Schofield, final thoughts. Final thoughts, man. Did you guys even check into the Titans game this this week? I saw the very end oh, after the Steelers. 55-yard field goal that they yeah. that, that hit the win. Um, so you know, they're three and oh, but they have they're they're a little bit shaky three, you know, it'll be very, this is going to tell a lot between the two teams with is, are both of them contenders or both of them pretenders, or are you going to get an unbalanced game where one is one and one isn't? So, you know, enjoy the win, love the win, you know, correct along the way on to Tennessee. We all said that this first quarter was one that the Steelers had to take care of. They had to take advantage of the early portions of the season and they have done just that. Regardless of what happens in week four, the Steelers winning their first three games is absolutely huge. The schedule only gets more difficult as it goes. The Steelers have taken care of business. They've done everything that fans have wanted from them starting a season for seemingly ever. They came out of the gate strong. This is a good Steelers team that's only going to get better. So ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready because they're not that we still have a lot of season left and we're not going anywhere. So let me remind you that behind the steel curtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's film room breakdowns, commentary, breaking news. We have it all as well as our audio platform and our YouTube platform, YouTube, go to YouTube, search BTSC Steelers radio, anywhere where you get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google play anchor, stitcher, 
Pandora, you name it, search Steelers. You'll find us. Search behind the steel curtain. You'll definitely find us. We thank you for listening. Thank you. Steelers are 3-0. and Celebrate. Here we go. We'll see you next week after the Titans game for another Steelers postgame show.